my name is Keith Beavers in the soup thing. Like, do we do it for dinner? Or do we do it for lunch? Or is it a both thing? Or is it... <sighs> What's going on, wine lovers? Welcome to episode 25 of Vine Pairs Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tastings director of Vine Pair, and how are you? And you, and you, and you. So I think we may know that Sonoma is the neighbor of Napa, but what is Sonoma really? You know, like, like what what is it? What is it? How do we understand this region? And it's crazy, guys. It's nuts. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Jay Vineyards and Winery. For over 30 years, Jay Vineyards and Winery has developed a reputation as one of the top sparkling and varietal wine producers in California. With styles from bright and bubbly to bold and complex, Jay Wines offer remarkable range and exceptional craftsmanship that you'll want to share. Jay has come to be known for its celebrated estate vineyards, contemporary winery, and world-class hospitality. Uncork joy with Jay and let life bubble over. One thing we have to do first is we got to get something out of the way here. Sonoma is a, it's crazy. It's insane in the best way possible. But we got to start here. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Northern Sonoma, Sonoma Coast, Fort Ross Sea View. Petaluma Gap, Russian River Valley, Green Valley, Chalk Hill, Los Carneros, Sonoma Valley, Bennett Valley, Sonoma Mountain, Moon Mountain, Dry Creek Valley, Rock Pile, Alexander Valley, Fountain Grove, Knights Valley, Pine Mountain. When we think about Napa Valley, the thing is, what we, what we understand is there's a valley with a certain amount, nine AVAs on the valley floor. We also understand that there are six AVAs in the surrounding mountains. Another thing we understand about Napa Valley is that it was at one time tried, it was going to, they were going to try to emulate Bordeaux with their communes. We know that it's sort of a fine wine region. So there's, there's, and we also understand like there's Napa Valley as an AVA, and within that AVA, there are 15, I mean, sorry, 16 sub AVAs. It's kind of how it works. You can call Rutherford an AVA, or you can call Rutherford a sub AVA of Napa Valley. And, be, and, and there's a rule there in Napa Valley where you have to put, Napa Valley on your wine label, and then Rutherford. There's a rhyme and reason to it. There's an organization to it. I just rattled off 18 American viticultural areas. Those 18 viticultural areas live in Sonoma County. But here's the rub. There is no overarching AVA that organizes the AVAs of Sonoma. What Sonoma is, is a patchwork of 18 different American viticultural areas, some of them within others, 
So they could be called subregions of certain AVAs, but it's not a cohesive organized unit. I mean, there is some organization, which I'll explain, but un- what Sonoma really is, and this is what's really unique and f- interesting about Sonoma. Sonoma is a county filled with American viticultural areas. It's not like in Europe or even other parts like in Napa or other parts of, of the country where you have like, okay, this is the AVA and this is the sub-AVA and this is how it's organized. That's not what it's about. What Sonoma is about is the land and how crazy the land is and how j- jarring it can be from the coast to the Sonoma Mountains to the Mayacamas Mountains, which borders Napa. It's basically like since the early 80s, winemakers and wine vine growers and wine people have been finding certain areas special for certain reasons, applying for AVAs and being awarded AVAs. This region is just, and it's still happening. The most recent AVA awarded to Sonoma was in 2017. It's called the Petaluma Gap. So and it's so it's ongoing. This just it's because there's so much potential. Even though there's awesome wine there already, there's so much more potential in Sonoma that it could get. I mean, I don't know, fifteen more AVAs. I mean, that's an exaggeration, or is it? I don't even know. So I really can't in one episode of Wine One Hundred and One talk about all the AVAs in Sonoma County because. We we talk about the AVAs and the individualness of them, but we wouldn't understand Sonoma in general. So that would take about 45 minutes or a couple episodes, like I always say. So let me just give you a sense of Sonoma first, and then we'll go from there. Sonoma County is 1,500 square miles. Napa Valley is 789 square miles. Kind of gives you a sense of that. If you look at the two of them side by side in the map, because they are side by side, I mean, Sonoma County is massive as a wine-growing region compared to Napa. The majority or a lot of the western border of Sonoma County is 50 miles of coastline of the Pacific Ocean. And this Pacific Ocean influence is a huge factor in the wine growing in Sonoma County. The southern border of Sonoma County is basically Marin County, but also the northwestern shore of the San Pablo Bay. Because it neighbors Napa to the it, to the west, and of course, the San Pablo Bay does have an influence on some parts of Sonoma as well in the south. And the northern border is basically Men- Mendocino County, which is, by the way, Mendocino County makes great wine as well. It's just not part of Sonoma. And the extreme western border of Sonoma County is the Mayacamas Mountains, from, you know, which basically has a couple Napa AVAs in it and two Sonoma AVAs. But the thing about Sonoma is it's massive. But even in, in within within its massive land, it has an extremely diverse geography and geology. It has mountains, it has valleys, it has what's called bench land, like an escarpment as escarpments. It has amazing slopes in the hills of the mountains. I mean, the elevation goes from actual sea level on the coast. And as you go inland, it can get up to 2,600 feet above sea level. And then everywhere in between. It's crazy. And because of all the tectonic activity in the past, the soil compositions throughout Sonoma are 
mind-boggling. And this is one of the reasons why people are always exploring different areas of Sonoma and finding like, hey, let's turn this into an AVA. Okay, this can get a little sciencey, but just bear with me for a second. You have soil, right? And then you have other layers of soil that can form on top of that soil. That original layer of soil is called the parent material. And then the other layers of soil is called the topography. And everything that happens in that soil, from the influence of climate to the organisms organisms that live in that soil to the time that soil has been around, affects the formation of that soil. It's called a formation type. And Sonoma has 11 of them. And among these soil formations is what winemakers and vine growers really love is these things called soil series. It's soils that are similar to each other within formations that grow together that help the winemaker understand how the vine is going to grow in that soil. I know it's really insane, but what's crazy is of the 11 formation types in Sonoma, there are 31 different kinds of soil series. And within those soil series, there are innumerable amounts of like differences within that. I mean, it's kind of mind-boggling, and among all that, among that 1,500 square miles and coastline and all these different soil compositions and elevations, over 425 wineries grow 60 different kinds of varieties of grape, but all of that is only 6% of the county's land under vine. I mean, I say 60 varieties, but it's really... Just Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Merlot, and Sauvignon Blanc. These are just the list that you get in California a lot, especially in Northern California. This is just what they grow. But the thing is, like like in every AVA in America, you can do whatever you want. Someone wanted to grow, grow Grunewaldliner in Sonoma. They could do it if they wanted to. But these just are the grapes that work best in the area, according to the people that grow grapes and make wine there. And among the 18 AVAs in this region, this county, you know, their AVAs are, are de- they're designated for their soil types, their elevation, but also like, you know, what does well there. And yes, there are just AVAs that are known for Pinot Noir or Chardonnay. Alexander Valley is known for Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, and Zinfandel. Bennett Valley is known for Merlot, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir. Dry Creek Valley is known for Zinfandel, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Sauvignon Blanc. And Knights Valley is known for Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, and Merlot. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that's all. That's the only thing they can grow and make there. They can do whatever they want. And that's where the 60 varieties come from. Because also something to know about Sonoma, this place is one of the first areas where vines were really grown for wine in Northern California. This area has such a rich history of not only vine growing and winemaking, but even before that is agriculture. My gosh, this place is so, I mean, Petaluma is the chicken capital of the world. It is, there is, there is sustainable farming going on all over this Sonoma area. Actually in the 1960s, during the formation of the farm, really kind of the formation of the farm to table movement, Alice Waters of Chez Panisse in Berkeley, she basically sourced everything from the Sonoma Valley. So it's kind of like the the whole like farm-to-table thing began in the Sonoma County area. It's, it's crazy. And when you're driving around Sonoma, I have family in Petaluma. So I've been to Sonoma a few times. And I got to say, when you're driving around in Sonoma, you don't really know where you are half the time. Because 
there's no there's no cell phone signal half the time when you're driving around Sonoma. It's like it's that rug. It's not rugged, but it's that deep into like elevations where you're just going through valleys and hills and valleys. And no, oh, there's a vineyard. It's 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 crazy. Oh, here's a farm. It's really beautiful and awesome and spectacular. And the wine that comes out of here is just all over the place. I mean, there are. Pinot Noirs that are big and, and huge and fleshy in the Russian River Valley. There are lighter Pinot Noirs made in the south in um, uh, Los Carneros, which is a region that's shared with Napa Valley. Cabernet Sauvignon grown in rock pile all the way north towards Mendocino County is big and structured and beautiful, very different than the Cabernet Sauvignon grown in Sonoma Valley all the way to the south, which is warmer and just softer and supple. It's just all over the place. And when you drive into Sonoma, the downtown area, it's like this little Sonoma square. You're just scratching the surface. You're in this most southern part of Sonoma, the southeastern part of Sonoma. And if you just sit in the middle of the square of Sonoma and you look north to northwest, that is the vast land I'm talking about. And it's just crazy. Agriculture has been a huge part of Sonoma for a very long time. Back in the day in 1812 when the Russians were here, in this area, and they settled something called Fort Ross, which is near where Fort Ross AVA is. They're credited with sort of starting the whole agricultural thing around here. They have, you know, they, they were, they're known for planting these apple trees that are very famous in this area, the Gravestein apple trees. But as Sonoma became more and more settled, I mean, dairy, poultry, vegetables, oat, rye, apples, cattle, you name it, this place has all this stuff. And just to this day, I mean, wine is over, is, is a, is, it's like $500 million business. It's, it's insane. But just behind that is milk, then there's poultry, then cattle. I mean, the milk industry is like $146 million a year. And it's sustainable. And, 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 and what's really wild about Sonoma is whether it's, whether it's wine or milk or poultry, they're trying to go 100% sustainable. And that is where in the wine, with the wine, what, where we have a little bit of um, organization going on here. Because the, the wine AVAs are so scattered throughout. And it's really just about the land and about the terroir, if you will. But there is this idea where we have like Sonoma County. So now, as of 2011, you have to put Sonoma County on your wine label and then you put the appellation. But the thing is, Sonoma County is not an AVA. Sonoma County is just the county. I mean, there are sub-AVAs in Sonoma, but they are sub-AVAs of some of the other AVAs. So, for example, the Northern Sonoma AVA has six AVAs within it. Dry Creek Valley, Alexander Valley, Knights Valley, Chalk Hill, Russian River Valley, and Green Valley. Within the Russian River Valley, we have the sub-AVA of the Green Valley, which is actually called the Green Valley of the Russian River Valley. And Fort Ross Seaview is a sub-AVA of Sonoma Coast. And it goes on and on and on. And I think what this is, and this is, I know, you're like, okay, Keith, this is really cool and all, but, like, how do we understand Sonoma? And that's the thing, guys. I think we have to explore Sonoma piece by piece. When you go to the wine shop, if you're going online, or if I have another opportunity to go digging into each of these AVAs, 
just explore the AVAs and get a sense of some of some of the areas are warmer, some of them are 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 cooler, some have higher elevations, there's higher acidity, like I said, in, in others than in others. It's kind of all over the place. But the beauty of it is it's all great wine. These winemakers are geeking out on all these areas and we get to enjoy their geekiness. It's just a really unique place in America where wine is made. And there are a lot of pioneering winemakers in this in, in, in Sonoma. Sonoma is really what began the rebirth of the wine culture and the winemaking culture in California. And there's a lot of people that contributed to this. But there's this one guy, this one dude from Hungary that did a lot of work in wine in America. And he made his way from Hungary to Wisconsin, from Wisconsin all the way to California, Southern California, and then up to, to San Francisco, and then eventually up into the Sonoma, into, into what is now Sonoma County. This man's name was Agaston Harazafi. He was not just a winemaker. He was a businessman, a pioneer, uh, you name it. This guy was like a horticulturist. He was, he was all over the place, but he was a big business guy. And when he left Hungary and came to the United States, he ended up first in Wisconsin. And he loves, wine was a big part of what he had. He actually built a town in Wisconsin. He uh, started a ferry business. But wine was a big deal for Agaston Harazathi. And this is around, you know, the early 1800s. This guy's story is incredible. <laughs> and it's really long. But it, it's, it's so cool. Some highlights here. One of the things he did is he brought a lot of wine knowledge from Europe to the United States. And the idea, when you, go to a, when you go to Sonoma or any wine region really now in the United States, and there is somebody, when you walk into a hill, and that's where people are aging their wine, that was Agaston Harazathi's idea. He just brought that idea. He started it in Wisconsin, actually. There's wineries in Wisconsin. He was boring holes into hills, and by the time he made it to California, he continued that sort of Thing. Actually, he landscapes Sonoma so much, it actually got a little bit out of hand. But he was the first to really open a commercial winery in Sonoma, calling it Buena Vista. It was a old winery that he bought and converted it. And he's also the guy who hired Charles Krug as a consultant to help make wine and got his career started. He set up his own viticultural society. He also became the president of California's agricultural society and at some point he went back to Europe and came back with well over a hundred vines and brought them to Sonoma and the 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 spirit of Agaston Harazafi is exploration exploration experimentation and trying new things it's all Agaston ever did the poor guy at some point went bankrupt went down to South America and disappeared and was never seen again. It's, a, it's an awesome story. But what he brought to this place was this, this sort of, that rebel spirit, that sort of exploratory spirit. And I think that's what Sonoma has to this day, is it's, it's constantly exploring its very diverse geology, topography, and elevations and trying to find new places to plant vines. Cause this is like, it's almost like Sonoma is like the ultimate vine growing American experiment. I mean, there's other places in, in California and the United States that do this. Sure. Absolutely. But Sonoma just has this cause it's not just, I mean, it's mostly wine these days, but there's also still that other agriculture and livestock and, and, and 
in farming going on. It's just all of it at once. And in addition to that, in the areas that, you know, agriculture doesn't work, vines do. And it's just, it's, that's the spirit of Sonoma. And I know this episode is a little bit different, right? You know, I don't, I wasn't, usually I go into like the, the, I explain everything to you so you understand it. But that's what's so cool about Sonoma is you kind of have to just play around. That's what they're doing. They're playing around, I mean, they're smart, but they're playing around. They're making really cool stuff. There's great Pinot Noir, great Chardonnay, great Sauvignon Blanc, great Merlot, great Cabernet Sauvignon. There's great Syrah going on over there. There's amazing Zinfandel happening there. And with each of those varieties, there's different styles within Sonoma County alone. And yes, I did say there's other 60 varietals that are happening. I mean, those, those are being experimented with. So at some point down the road, we might have, like I said, we might have a Gruner Veltliner that does really well in a certain new rocky region somewhere in the northern part of Sonoma County. Who knows? And the other great thing about Sonoma is that it, you know how we have to often, I've said this before, it's, it's easy, easier for us to understand this variety does well here, so we, we fall in love with it. You know, Riesling for New York, Cabernet Sauvignon, Napa, uh, Pinot Noir in Willamette in Oregon. But, you know, there are certain AVAs that are very popular from Sonoma. Like, for example, the Russian River Valley is really known for its Pinot Noir. But there's other stuff going on in Sonoma that, that, that's not just one grape. So Sonoma's not known for one grape. It's known for many different regions that make a short list of grapes, but experiment with all other kinds of stuff. It's, I don't know, I think it's really great. So even though this episode was a little meandering at times... I hope you get a sense of Sonoma and really get a chance to fall in love with it, whether you're buying it online or if you go into a wine shop. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, go ahead and give me a rating on iTunes or tell your friends to subscribe. You can subscribe. If you like to type, go ahead and send a, you know, a review or something like that. But let's get this wine podcast up so everybody can learn about wine. Check me out on Instagram. It's at VinePairKeith. I do all my stuff and stories. And also, you've got to follow VinePair on Instagram, which is at Vine Pear. And don't forget to listen to the Vine Pear podcast, which is hosted by Erica, Adam, and Zach. It's a great deep dive into drinks culture every week. Now for some credits. How about that? Wine 101 is recorded and produced by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pear headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mellon. I also want to thank Daniel Grinberg for making the most legit Wine 101 logo. And I got to thank Darby Seaside for making this amazing song. I'm listening to this epic stuff. And finally, I want to thank the Vine Pear staff for helping me learn more every day. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Jay Vineyards and Winery. For over 30 years, Jay Vineyards and Winery has developed a reputation as one of the top sparkling and varietal wine producers in California. With styles from bright and bubbly to bold and complex, Jay Wines offer remarkable range and exceptional craftsmanship that you'll want to share. Jay has come to be known for its celebrated estate vineyards, contemporary winery, and world-class hospitality. Uncork joy with Jay and let life bubble over.